Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to podcast number 66 for Brothers Comics. On the line, I have uh, almost a full list of contributors to Brothers Comics. On the line is the female perspective. Female perspective, say what's happening. Hola, what's up? All right. Uh, also on the line is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Meet you all, folks. What's going on? All right. And also on the line tonight is uh, the founder, Big Hotch. Big Hotch, what's happening to me? California knows how to party. <laughs> yeah, Hutch is in the countdown to San Diego Comic-Con, which I'm sure will come up here, uh, actually, probably in blurred notes. Um, yeah, so it's a late, we're recording on uh, a little bit late on a Saturday night, and that's kind of funny that late, uh, this is something that came up last week because I was debating with somebody on Twitter. Um, in the past, like, it was 9.30, and we were talking about, like, you know, kid stuff uh, on Twitter at 9.30 p.m. last Saturday night. And I was thinking to myself, that used to be when I was waking up from my nap so I could actually go out <laughs> um, on Saturday night, whereas now Saturday night is an absolute turndown at around 930. Yeah, turndown for what? So, yeah, um, for sleep. So, yeah, so it's a it's a little bit different recording uh, later late on a Saturday night. Um, this is going to be our Spider-Man uh, review podcast, Spider-Man Homecoming review podcast. Uh, we'll go through the regular, you know, Brothers Comic stuff. But we're going to spend a lot of time on Spider-Man. So we've all seen it. Uh, Brother Beavis may be joining us here uh, momentarily, not altogether sure. But we've all seen it, some of us more than once. Uh, so we'll get to that soon. Um, but before we get to all that, hey, it's Saturday night. We're chilling in the house. What you drinking? Hutch, what you got, man? I'm drinking barefoot uh, wine. Okay. I'm drinking a wine barefoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A white, a red, what you doing, man? And then Cabernet Sauvignon? Yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon. Very nice. Female perspective, what you drinking? I ditto to the barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. All right. Sandman, we are, you know, um, you already got your get drunk once in a year story. Yeah, 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 so y'all know, know me. I'm, ba- I, I, I'm back to totaling the, totaling the line, back to the teetotal, back to my team, mm-hmm. baby. Okay. You, you know me. All right. Um, I am drinking a Corona Light tonight. Uh, so uh, with no limes, I had to squirt lime juice in. Yeah, I know, but I I couldn't get to it today. So yes, I know, I know. We'll get them next time. Anyway, all right. So yeah. So cheers, clink clinks. Uh, as we get started. Um, 
Uh, first up is the RIPs. Uh, we got two RIPs. One that happened today. One that happened the uh, day before uh, or d- yesterday. Uh, the first one, and now I didn't watch the show, so y'all are gonna have to help me out. Uh, Nelson Ellis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actor from True Blood passed away. Only 39 years old. Again, I didn't watch True Blood, so female perspective. Go ahead and uh, give me a heads up. I, I believe y'all watched that show. Well, I watched like the first maybe three seasons after that I checked out. It, it okay. went downhill quick. But anyway, <laughs> um, he played Lafayette. Um, and he was a, a damn good actor, um, from what I could tell, you know, from that show. And I think I've seen him in maybe one or two other projects. So, yes, he was a good actor. Um, man, it's unfortunate. At 39? Jeez. That That's so way long. too young. Way too young. Um yeah, I think they said he died from complications from heart failure at 39 mm-hmm. years old. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little so, bit. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. A talented actor. Yeah, a little bit messed up. Um, so, did, Hutch, did, you, did you watch True Blood as well? I also watched True Blood on HBO when I was paying for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm still paying for it. So yeah, uh, yes, I did watch it. He did. He was like a cook, or a, mm-hmm. well, he was like the cooking yeah. restaurant they all frequented, and and he was selling blood. He was yeah. selling yeah. vampire blood. He was all been done. He did some everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he had alternative lifestyle work. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he had. I mean, he was a little bit of everything, but he was kind of like the conduit between. The serious and the jokes and the fantasy and the reality. He was black. He was right. outgoing. He was pretty funny. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sam, and you watched True Blood as well, or that the past? I I only seen a couple episodes, but I do know I do remember him, and um, I didn't know a whole lot about his character. I, was he straight or was he gay on that show? He was uh, gay on the show. Yes, he he was uh, okay. on the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a good actor. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It's very sad. That's way, yeah, way too young. Very, very unfortunate. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thirty-nine. Way too young. Um. Uh. That, that's just ridiculous. Um. The other R.I.P. is uh Joni Lee, wife of Stan Lee. Uh, yeah. Died uh earlier this week, age ninety-three. Um, they were married for I think sixty nine or seventy years. Seventy years, uh, 70 years I saw. Yeah, yeah. which that's is amazing. A long time. That's a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, so she passes away. We, you know, our text chain, you know, kind of started, you know, when that news had broke. And uh, you know, it was you know, hey, R.I.P. to Joni Lee. But you know, we've seen enough Dateline episodes to know. You know, a lot of times when couples are married for such a long time, when one person passes away, like the other one, you know, yeah, follows shortly yeah. thereafter. Yeah, shortly. I'm worried about Stan now, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we should have been worried about him before that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we were, but, you know, Stan right. 33 years old. But yeah. especially now, it's even higher now. Yeah. Uh, so reading some of the stuff, you know, I mean, she was, you know, the man, you know, the woman behind the man in, that, in the traditional sense. I guess he, you know, he his failed comic book adventures early in life, you know, she kind of kept pushing him in that way and towards him getting to Fantastic Four, which really kind of launched the Silver Age for Marvel. Um, so, you know, she obviously played a major role. She was the voice of um, 
I think it's Madam Web on the the Fox version of Spider Man. Uh, that was her too. Yeah, oh, she man. was the voice of Madam Web. Um, you know, wow. so a couple of background roles here and there for for Joni Lee. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I uh, Hutch, she's supposed to be at San Diego Comic Con, correct? Yes, he's supposed to be there. Uh, he is the, I mean, he's supposed to be the biggest uh, person that I saw as far as, you know, guests and whatnot. So he's supposed mm. to be there. And, like, I mean, it's a big, gigantic panel he's supposed to be uh, doing. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandman and I were at MegaCon, and he was there. And, you know, if you want to go see him, pack a lunch. Because yeah, you're gonna um, be waiting a while. Lines, yeah, yeah, the lines are long and well. Um, what? How? How deep. long do you think the line was when you when uh, y'all saw him at MegaCon? Um, he had his own section of for in MegaCon. Yeah, it was like, section Yeah, oh. the Stan Lee section. Um, but the line was pretty long to get into the Stan Lee section. It was kind of like one of those things you buy your stuff on the outside, and then you got to go get in line to get it signed or whatever you were going to do. Um, right. The the personal photo with him, I and mean, we talked about this when it was happening. I think it was a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, it was at least a hundred. Uh, yeah, and no, it was one twenty because I remember thinking that okay. you know, yeah, splitting yeah. it and sixty dollars was still a lot of money. And right. um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, and that's only that's only going to be probably more at San Diego Comic Con, and then he's also supposed to be the the main guest at at Dragon Con here in Atlanta in on Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend. Uh so uh, we're hoping you make it stay in R. I. P. to your wife and God uh, uh, many you, blessings. Would you stand in line right now and pay for that? Not no Um I mean her his wife passing away wouldn't affect that for me any. I, I you know how we are, Hutch. As soon as he dies, I'm gonna be like, "Damn, I probably should have did that." You, I mean, you know how this goes. <laughs> that's that's hardcore right there, bro. Yes, that that probably will be the case. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're brothers of the same mother, man. We got the same affliction, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I I know how that I know how it's gonna work. I had 130 bucks while mom was over, but I ain't got 130 bucks and and stand in line and and nowhere, let alone I mean I couldn't do that Dragon Con when this is yeah. my back door, let alone at damn near 30 hours or 30 dollars an hour at Comic Con. Mm. And it's really one of those situations where it had to be in the right place, right time, right everything. You know, but am I gonna carve out the time and the money to do that? I can't really see it, to be honest hey, with you. Yeah. So he, he touched me on the shoulder at, at Dragon Con. That'd be my memory. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a shame. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So shout out to Stanley and his family. Uh, that's a rough one right there. All right. Okay. So that that ends the RIPs and transition us straight into the box office report. Hold on. Let me hit my music. All right, as the Sony sounder brings us in this week for the box office report, um, we will have uh, Female Perspectives count us up from the top five movies of the weekend. Again, we're recording Saturday night, so the Friday box office is in, um, and she'll get us from five to one. Uh, I got a couple of stop signs here. 
and we'll go from there. All right, what was number five, female perspective? Number five was Transformers The Last Night, and that made $1.8 million as of yesterday. Yeah, um, and nobody, none of us have seen that, I am 100% sure, correct? Nope. Well, I didn't pay for it, let me let me put it that way. I have seen it. No, oh, okay. Well, you can give us a quick review then. How in the world was that? Here's a, here's my review. It's a fucking mess. Avoid it at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Noted. Man, they threw some shit against the wall and and whatever stuck they put in the damn movie. I mean, it, it is incoherent, man. <laughs> I can't say it any better, any better than that, I guess. Wow. Bad. Good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's underperformed here in the States. Um, dramatically. And even, and I saw an article on that said even the, even the Chinese or the Asians were rejecting it too. So it really must be bad. You know, because yeah. yeah. how they love panicking now. big yeah. robots. Yeah. It did not do well internationally either. Um, so yeah, good. Uh, uh, it's, the, made, it's made $114 million, uh, thus far. I mean, that's, it's not horrible. I'm not sure. But I think it had like a two hundred some odd million dollar domestic budget. Oh. So, okay. yeah, it had like a fairly high budget. So, I mean, but again, it'll make its money back. It's not like it's gonna, you know, nobody's losing an office yeah. over this. But it's also not. It's probably gonna be. It, box it ain't making no bill performing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And it's gonna be the least performing uh, Transformers movie. So by far. Uh, yeah. yeah. By far. <laughs> Do you right. think that that would be the nail in the coffin for this franchise, or do you think they're going to continue? No. No. They'll reboot it yeah. and as something yeah. else. They'll... Yeah, they'll reboot it. Um, yeah, it was the domestic budget, or the, the budget was 217, uh, oh. 114 in the States. Um, and let me see uh, what it is internationally. How much has it made? Um Sorry, hold on. Um, yeah, I mean it's not doing so great over there either. Only in the, a little over two hundred over there. So, I mean it's a three hundred some odd million dollar movie, so it's in profit or whatever. But I mean the other one made a billion dollars, so that's yeah significantly less. Money. That's a that's a big oh, drop. Yeah. What they were expecting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty bad. All right, what's the number four movie then? Number four would be Wonder Woman, and that made $2.9 million as of yesterday. And right. it has made $361 million thus far. It has passed and became the most profitable DC movie of all time. Uh, I had a stop sign there, too. It has crossed over $700 million uh, internationally or, you know, worldwide. Uh, with its, you know, U.S. box office and worldwide gross, um, making it one of the more profitable movies um, in the superhero genre. Um, I, and I got a, a real quick side topic on this. I'll probably could push it to blurred notes, but I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so Wonder Woman's there. Brother Beavis did finally see it. Uh, he We talked about it on a Thursday night comic book chat. You know, he actually enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, uh, good job for hmm. Wonder Woman. And so let me throw this out there. Um, do you think you know what I'm gonna hold it because it is kind of related to the Spider-Man stuff. So yeah, all right. So Wonder Woman, good job. Uh, made more money than Batman vs Superman. That says a lot about how bad Batman vs Superman. Yes, 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 it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yipes. All right. Okay. 
Uh, number three movie? Uh, number three is Baby Driver. That made $3.9 million as of yesterday, and it has $48 million thus far. Now, has anybody seen that? It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, yes. I'm not, I've heard it's supposed to be good. I think the reviews have been relatively um, yeah, positive. Um, I have right. not seen it, but um, there's a chance that I will check it out. It was filmed in Atlanta. Oh, it was? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. It was, it was not filmed here. It was not filmed there. And old boy from... Yeah, you're right. At this point, man, yeah, this is like the mini Hollywood now. Ain't no mini. Yeah. No, ain't no, no, ain't no mini anymore. Driving, <laughs> driving downtown or driving through, yeah, in a, yeah, during the, like, in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Supposed to be good. I think that's Edgar Wright is the director of that it, movie. Probably it is. Mo- most familiar for getting shit canned by Marvel for Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> he's still I mean, salty. He's not famous for that, but, he, you know, he was fired from the Ant-Man movie. Uh, while it was in production. So, yeah, uh, that's probably what a lot of people might recognize the name from that. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Number two. Number two is Despicable Me 3. That made $11.3 million as of yesterday. It has made $126 million thus far. I have a stop sign here. I literally just watched that maybe an hour and a half ago uh, internationally. Um, so I can give a quick Despicable Me 3 review. It's okay. Uh, it's the third of the trilogy of those Despicable Me movies. Um, it's probably the weakest of the three of them, I would say, because, you know, it's gotten to the point, uh, you know, it's just gotten to that point. Uh, I, I think people care more about the minions than the human characters anymore uh, in those movies. I, I think so, the minions <laughs> are probably more popular than the actual, yeah. you know, characters. Yeah, and- I would say so. Yeah, so, um, you know, Steve Carell, he does his shtick. The villain in it is really cool. Um, you, you probably want him yeah. on more screen time. He's like a 80s, like, villain or whatever. He's got dance moves and listens to nothing but <laughs> 80s music and, and has shoulder pads on his... Uh, on yeah, his, I've seen his picture of him. He looks like a straight too, mess, so. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, he's probably by far the best part. I, I meant to see who was the voice actor for that, but yeah, uh, it, it was okay. Uh, is it I worth a red box? The, yes. the voice actor for for that particular character is from... Um, what's that cartoon? Oh, crap. The two guys... Um, dang, I can't think of the name. Oh, Trey Parker from uh, yeah, uh, South Park. Park. Oh, okay. right. All right. No problem. All right. Yeah, that makes one, sense. One of the two of them. I can't, I'm not sure which one it is, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with South Park, by the way. Just <laughs> FYI. I know that's a whole other yeah. podcast, but yeah, I don't mess with South Park. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. South Park used to be great. I don't watch it anymore. I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. I, I never, I never got into it. It just was not. I, I never got into it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, if it, is it worth a red box? Absolutely. Um, if, would I have been upset if I had paid real cash money to see it? Yes, I would have been highly upset <laughs> had I done that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that was number two. And what is the number one movie in America thus far this weekend? I think we all know what the number one movie is at this point. Um, Spider Man Homecoming has made $50 million thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's tracking that I saw somewhere between 110 and 120 million, 110, 120 million for the weekend. 
Um, all right, so let's get into the review. Uh, now, just to go around the room, Sandman has seen it twice. I've seen it once in the movie theater, and I screened it internationally lit almost maybe an hour after I saw it in the movie theater. Uh, and then Hotch and Female Perspective uh, ha- just got out of it not that much long ago. So we'll let them go first. Uh, Hotch, what did you think in the movie? Since you don't see these things very often. What <laughs> is yeah, no joke. <laughs> I think in the, the quick review is that I, it's, it's too young. It's too, it was too juvenile. Too, too Spider-Man. Yeah. Basically what it was. Actually, it shouldn't be called Spider-Man. It should be called Avengers Training Academy. Yeah, it was like Avengers <laughs> Training Academy, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. No, you want to expand on that? Yeah. Damn um, Disney. Yeah, yeah, Dan is the best, all that. Right. I mean, Spider-Man is amazing to live with correct friends.
All right. Uh, uh, Sammy. Uh, I thought this was the definitive Spider-Man. I thought that uh, the actor Tom Holland is the perfect version of the shit-talking Spider-Man does, the quipping, and Peter Parker, a young Peter Parker, like y'all already said. He's definitely, I mean, this is high school Spider-Man, so, yeah, you're going to get all that uh, young stuff, the crushes and the the problems he has when, uh, I, in my opinion, that's the uh, best version of Spider-Man when he's still young and formulating. I like the older Spider-Man, too, don't get me wrong, but uh, I thought this was uh, almost perfect, in my opinion, as far as uh, the stuff that he puts up with, has to deal with. And uh, now, now let, let me ask you this. Um, with Disney being involved, I feel like, and this is what I feel like they're going to do if they ever got their hands on X-Men also, is that they kiddied it up. They, they, I disagree. To, or, or they set it up to appeal to a younger audience, which is fine. I mean, I don't have an issue with that per se, but I agree with what Hutch said about, you know, the Disney tie-ins and all that. So, yeah. And this was Spider-Boy, well, not Spider-Man. It should have, I mean... I mean, he, what did he do that was so mannish in this movie? I mean, he's, like I said, he just, he just did a bunch of teenage or you know, ninth, tenth grade stuff. But he's in ninth or tenth grade, so why right. would he mm-hmm. do something? That's Spider Man. That's Spider Teenager. Spider Boy. This is this is. I mean, you're you're we talking out of your mouth. <laughs> like the character got his powers while he was in high school. So like, yeah, when, how, yeah, this is exactly that, that age. The case, like I don't, like I don't understand, like what y'all are expecting. Like I mean, I yeah, I mean, what would y'all I, want? I watched, yeah. I mean, I watched Spider Man two a little bit, um, like today as well. And you know, and I'm looking at the one with Tobey Maguire. You know, only Spider Man two. I didn't, you know, watch the original, or whatever. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you know. They're trying to tell us that this 35-year-old man playing in this role <laughs> is, you know, a fresh year out of, like, a freshman in high or in college right yeah, now. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and that's, you know, I, I, and one of the, probably one of the things that I enjoyed about this movie the most was that it didn't have all the spider angst to it. Like, I, I'm ty- I was like, oh, my God, the fact right. that I didn't see Uncle Ben die, the fact that Aunt no. May can't pay the bills, and all that mm-hmm. shit. Like, I mean, I know that's part of Spider-Man's lore, but we haven't seen that for five fucking movies already, man. They, they run like, that shit under the ground. A break. Like, I, yeah, I needed a break from that. Like, I just, yeah. like, I, it was like a, a, a fresh reimagining to me. It was, yeah. Like, it stayed true to the character in and of itself, but Very gave true. it, like, a little, like, to polish the turd up a little bit, man, because it needed it. Like, if you, if I had seen Uncle Ben die in that movie, I literally would have walked out. And I'm not fucking lying. <laughs> I would have walked out of that movie because we've seen it. I mean, it's been in every single movie, like every single or the backdrop for every single Spider-Man movie. And I don't even, I was just telling my son, I was like, I don't even think they mentioned Ben Parker's name. Not even once. Movie. No, yeah. Not at all. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I, well, I, with, I with that being said, they didn't, I, I don't think they needed to show, you know, Uncle Ben dying, but I don't know. I, I just feel like this is just, a very immature version of it. And I but know he's that's 15. the whole point. He got he's 15. So he's 15. It's supposed to be immature. And all that. But, yeah, it just, it just felt cheap. He's 15. I mean, what else was he supposed to be doing? 
I really thought you would uh, like this version um, because it's. I think it's the truest version of Spider-Man they've ever done, and, in I, my opinion. It's too. It's, it, he, they went too far, in, in my opinion. I mean, they just they went too so, far. They, they went too politically correct. They, I mean, it's. Perhaps, hold and up. Let me ask you this: What hold was Zendaya's purpose in, in this movie? What was her character's purpose? Just to be there and be emo and, you know. Nah, I didn't like that, yeah. Every now well, and then. I mean, what well, I mean, again, her character really serves? But the, it set up, the end of it where it set it up that she's Mary Jane. I mean, that was yeah. the whole purpose of it was to say that they're going to change it that way. And hold up. like and, that's, and, again, haven't been there only once. But I haven't been to New York before. Um, mm-hmm. Have you been to Queens before? You would be hard-pressed <laughs> to find white people in Queens. So it's not being politically correct. It, that's what Queens looks like. I mean, it's yeah, full of ain't too many white that aren't white. Shit, Peter wouldn't be white. Yeah, no doubt. You know? he'd, be, I mean, uh, to be honest, he'd be Puerto Rican. Well, yeah, well, 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 another story. So, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that's like it's being PZ. It's it might it's probably a a better reflection because I'm watching Spider Man two and I'm like, shit, there's no freaking black or anybody people in this damn movie in Queens. So I mean, it's just I mean I well, I mean I don't, well, I, yeah, Francie, I don't. Francie Bouvet found a white person apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they live down in the suburbs though. Yeah, yeah. They the yeah, they made reference to that as it was, but like I just I, I mean I I don't know how I mean if you're a, I don't see how you could be a Spider-Man fan and not enjoy that movie. Like it is yeah, really. I'm, it, really it was like the comic book yeah. come to life. It was the comic book come to life in terms of the this character. Is, I mean, this, did you not like yeah. the villain? The villain was great. Did you not like the villain, Hodge, too? 
the villain. I mean, like well, the steampunk version of the Bulger. Yeah, I mean, he was. I had the steampunk version. Right. He was all right. I mean, I'm right, but he, I mean, he can't touch. He couldn't touch Heath Ledger's Joker. But nobody. If he was in that bar, though. But nobody. I mean, come on. Michael Keaton's not a great actor. Yeah, you just you saying Michael Keaton's not a great actor? He was Batman. You know, a great job with the material he had. But I mean, let's be honest. You're talking about William Defoe and um, who played Doctor Alfred Molina. Yeah, Molina. Great actor. Right. Those two are exceptional actors. And so is William. And so is Keaton. Yeah, I'll put Keaton up with them, if not above them. Because he exactly. wasn't a part of it before. Like I, I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna disagree, like probably. Yeah, yeah, right we we on opposite sides of this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I like, again, I'll, I'll give you that Spider-Man Two is, you know, it's like a, a, a bar setter. Yeah, it, it was a, yeah. it was a classic. I'll give you that, and I'm, you know, I wouldn't go up there and put it in, in, you know, overwhelming, no overwhelming night, terms like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not like. It's very close up there with the other Spider-Man movies, and so that was my other little thing there. So we're if we were gonna put Spider-Man Two as number one of the Spider-Man movies, I'm assuming y'all would put the the Tobey Maguire one number two. Would yeah. that be right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, the original mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Okay. And then where mm-hmm. are you going with where are you going with three then, Hodge? Yeah, this is gonna be interesting. It would be Homecoming, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which one? What'd you say? You're saying Homecoming would be three. Oh, okay. Because I was waiting for you to say something about Spider-Man three and that shit. No, no, no. One of them amazing Spider-Man. Oh boy, I was gonna hang up. Yeah, um, yeah, it would be Homecoming would probably just be Spider-Man three is the worst of the six. Right. Yeah, well, better Amazing Spider-Man two. They're both bad in my opinion. They're both bad. Yeah, yeah. They're Amazing Spider-Man and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man and uh, one and two are, in my opinion, equally bad. Um, but uh, whatever. Uh, well, no, Amazing Spider-Man two is really bad. It's worse than the first one. But anyway, yeah, it's okay. Terrible. Well, I mean, you, died, you know, oh, I, I, the second one was. Yeah, I, I, I agree. With the, the one with Jamie Foxx is worse, and even right. though he's it's actually not it's that, it's and even though he's not that bad in it, like he's probably, probably yeah. the best part of the damn thing. Yeah, um, I think he was miscast in that. But anywho, okay, yeah. So I mean, again, we disagree. Uh, I'm gonna assume that Brother Beavis is on that text chain with us all the time. He's probably closer to y'all, I would imagine, uh, which probably. is probably why he didn't chime I'm in. But you never know. But I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, we'll see what he, he missed the podcast. He missed this podcast, so he hates everything. So we get to make fun. Uh, yeah. um, uh, we we have we have established. I thought I might see hate is stronger than my Spider-Man love. I just, uh, yeah, y'all, I, I, um, I'm shocked that y'all dislike that movie that much. I'm shocked. I really am. It's not. Let, let me clarify this. Um, it's not that. It's not that I disliked it. I just, I guess the hype, it didn't quite measure up to the hype, in other words. In my yeah, I mean, I went in. It's a movie. It's entertaining. It'll be entertaining for kids. I think um, Sandman pointed that out. I mean, I think kids will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's entertaining. Um, yeah. But in my opinion, it, it didn't quite live up to the hype of what I've heard. I'm going to give two merch off. I'm too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we may I'm gonna mark that on the tape. Uh <laughs> We may need to copyright that. Alright. So okay. So yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. Um I I would probably I mean, if given um ends to be able to go see it again in the movie theater, I would probably do it. Uh I thought it was I thought it was really well done. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would put it up there behind Spider-Man 2, and then I'd go probably Spider-Man 2, Homecoming, the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, um, mm-hmm. 
Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. one, Amazing Spider-Man two, and then Spider-Man three, the Tobey Maguire one, which is just some of the awesome. worst cinema ever made. Um, yep. So, you you yeah. also say it was one of your top five Marvel movies of all time, right? Yeah, I would. I'd put it in there. It's, it's top good. five. No, Avengers or, or Avengers, uh, Winter, or Avengers or Winter Soldier is number one for me. Yeah, one and two. I would so, put so, Iron Man so number your, three. So what's your top five? Then? And then Iron Man would probably be coming at three, mm, same as uh, or yeah. number at four as well. And then I would probably put this movie at five. Number four would probably be. Uh, you know, I, I probably maybe the original Guardians, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't like the Guardians as much as y'all as most other people yeah. did, but yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's top five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so what about yeah. Huh? What about huh? Well, I, I mean, I don't really. Uh, well, Deadpool's not a Marvel movie. So yeah, that's that's Fox. And then, and, and then, you know, and like, I, I, I as much as... I comment about uh, the resemblance of Deadpool in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah they kind of brought Deadpool. They looked like Deadpool a couple of times. Oh, you're okay. talking about when he had the, yeah, the the the, the, the low-tech costume? Right. <laughs> yeah. I can see that now. I didn't really see that at the time, but yeah. yeah. The other... Character, they're going to try to sue <laughs> Yeah. The other uh, kind of underlying uh, part of the movie uh, with the Easter egg or whatever was that they firmly tied Miles Morales, Spider-Man, to this universe as well, where Donald Glover's character, who was playing uh, Aaron, playing the Prowler, and that is Miles Morales' uncle. And, you know, he throws that line in there. He's like, oh, I got a nephew that lives around in this neighborhood. and so, you know, they tie that in there. It'll be interesting, and we'll throw it back to y'all. Do you think, at some point, I mean, they did not do that. Um, that was not, um, like, just a throwaway line. That was obviously on purpose. Do you think at some point in time we do get a Miles Morales live-action Spider-Man movie, huh? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I thought it was already happening. It's a cartoon movie, not a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mentioned that it was an animated uh, movie. Um, yeah, I think eventually they will do a live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Beavis proposed, I think, on the Thursday night comic book chat maybe two weeks ago, about this idea with the Infinity Wars and, you know, Thanos being able to open up, like, kind of new, uh, trying to crush all realities or creating new realities or whatever that we might mm-hmm. wind up seeing characters dying, but also characters being brought back to life. He had mentioned, like, Quicksilver might wind up being brought back. Do we wind up yeah. opening up possibly, possibly a multiverse or a something like that? Because, again, you're going to have you, – to have two Spider-Mans in a movie would make no sense. So at some point in time, Peter Parker and that Spider-Man has to be away. So I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to try to tie those two things together. Um mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, they definitely laid a very strong foundation that Miles Morales exists in this world and is going to wind up in a movie. So uh, I, I think I saw something in Sam and I read it as well, that Kevin Feige has said that, you know, there's a five-movie Spider-Man arc set up. You know, can you speak to that article, Sam? And I took it out of blurred notes to put it here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read the article, but I saw the same thing. Yeah, they're going to uh, – okay. his um, – uh, going to continue in Infinity War, and then I don't know if they're 
planning on. It depends on what happens between them and Sony. You know, Sony plays the dumbass and then pulls them back into their own shitty universe, and then I guess they'll just <laughs> kill them all. But, uh, that's a, that's a uh, Sony, baby. <laughs> Oh, you don't get me started about Sony. Oh, and I, I, mean, I love the ending. Did you guys see the very end at it where it said Spider-Man Homecoming at the bottom? It said Sony. <laughs> so they they made sure. Oh, they they Sony. wanted you to make you sure. They were like, no, Sony. this is a Sony movie. Remember, we, we paid for it. This is a Sony movie. Yeah. They're so insecure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah. They they need all the help that they can get from Marvel yeah, or Disney yeah. to make yeah, this movie because left on their yeah. own, left on their own, they gave us Spider Man three and Amazing Spider Man one and two. So mm-hmm. that's that's not. And we're playing a lot more worse than that, and a lot more <laughs> bad movies. Yes, and a lot more yeah. bad movies that they claim. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Okay. So yeah. So there's that. That's our Spider Man review. Uh, definitely split down the middle on that one. We need Brother Beavis to come in here and be Mike Pence. And uh, you know, break the tie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he. Well, uh, you know what? I ain't got to climb him that hard on him. So <laughs> we'll get yeah. at that. Uh, all right. So okay. So there's Spider-Man review that wraps up the box office report. Uh, I did see a lot of a, a couple of things with people, you know, comparing which one's going to do better between Wonder Woman and Spider-Man. There was some lady I saw on Twitter who was like, oh, well, don't worry because Wonder Woman, you know, like literally like bumping for Wonder Woman, like, you know, it's, you know, it still may do better than Spider-Man. I was like, you know, this is a competition, but it's not. Like, if the movies are successful, <laughs> then that means we get, like, better movies. So, like, I'm not yeah, exactly. hoping that Spider-Man does better or whatever. And, you know, we're all professed Marvel hacks. Like, I'm not hoping that Spider-Man does better than Wonder Woman. It's, who gives a damn? If the movies are good, they're good. I, I don't... They're, that's some they're both freaking well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's some freaking, freaking bad boys and death row dumb shit. Like, you know, cheering for, <laughs> you know, East Coast, West Coast. It's just ridiculous. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? It really doesn't. So, all right. Awesome. All right, let's move on to Blurred Notes. Uh, let me hit my music. All right, so blurred notes. Uh, I got uh, no, it's a six pack of questions, just like as always. Uh, everybody will give me a number. I will uh, tell them their topic, and they gotta fake it till they make it. As always, females go or ladies go first. Female perspective. What's your number? Yes. Uh, number two. Um, there was news that the Luke Cage show on Netflix uh, cast the two villains today. Uh, one or today this week. Um, for season two, one of them is going to be Nightshade uh, as one of the female characters and the male character, now I forget his name off the top of my head, but they cast two villains, another uh, male and female version of uh, male and female uh, villains like they did with um, Cottonmouth and Black Mariah for season one. Um, So, you know, looking forward to Luke Cage. Now, the Defenders comes on, I think, sometime here in July. And then we get a Luke Cage uh, near the end of or early part of 2018. So would you be excited about, you know, villains for the DC or for <laughs> Luke Cage, female perspective? Um, I'm going to have to say, sure, I'm not familiar with either one of those characters. So <laughs> I say, sure, why not? 
it's kind of funny that they haven't gone to the, you know, follow the rich white guy as the villain, um, you know, because <laughs> there's always a white guy that's turning the, um, that has the handles in the cookie jar, Hutch. Um, Nightshade as the villain or one of the villains? Nightshade. I, I think I barely I thought, remember Nightshade. Is it Nightshade? Hold on. Make sure I'm not I think Nightshade is going to be in Black Panther. Is that what it is? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. I'm trying to pull the blurred note here. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hush. Yeah, um, Nightshade, what I remember, um, it's all right, character. I'm I'm looking up the stuff right now myself to see who or what these people are. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. Hold on. Let's see. Luke Cage cast two villains for season two. I apologize about this. Uh, it is going to be uh, Mustafa Shakir and Gabrielle yeah. Dennis are the actors. Shakir will play John McIver. Um, and then that's the Bushmaster. And oh, Dennis wow. has been cast as Tilda Johnson. Um, as uh-huh. Nightshade. Yeah, it is Nightshade. Oh, it is Nightshade? Oh, okay. Yeah, it is Nightshade. I think we're going to get two Nightshades, one in the... I think, yeah, I think... Yeah, in Black Panther in here, too. So, yeah. I mean, I've never... I don't... MacIver or whatever that person's name is, I don't really... Bushmaster don't doesn't really is. sound familiar to me for Luke Cage lore. Um, and then Nightshade is Nightshade. Oh, so... What is it? I mean, I'm not 100%. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we can side topic on this a little bit. Uh, I'm reading the new Luke Cage book by David Walker. I read the other Luke Cage book by uh, an Iron Fist by David Walker, Power Man Iron Fist book. You know, um, mm-hmm. him being in the hands of somebody black writing the book has been a a a, a blessing. Um, yeah, I'm of having really. you know because the black ex- the black exploitation of the character from the past, including the the villains and criminals. Is a little bit much if you go back and read those books. So to oh, try to give yeah. them a modern characterization and not make them caricatures um, is probably the best thing that ever happened um, for Luke Cage, uh, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> if you go back and read those books, they're, 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 oh, I bet they're borderline racist. <laughs> borderline? <laughs> not even borderline, yeah. No, yeah, they cross well into um, uh, beyond uh, racist. I'm looking at this Bushmaster character and right. what a- what what an outfit! <laughs> yeah. What's it called, Bushmaster? Yeah. Isn't he yeah. like a serpent society or some something like that? I don't, I don't remember. I, I remember seeing his hearing the name. Like, well, once. I mean, look at yeah. the, look how Cottonmouth was designed, you know, and then they yeah, gave you know, back in the day and, yeah, and gave him true. the glow up, you know, yeah, and exactly. so you know, I think, you know, I think the you know, what Chi uh, Chi I can't remember the, the dude's name. That's the director and the producer of the the Luke Cage on Netflix. I mean, I think he has a good handle and understanding that, you know, you can't make these people look like the way they did in the comic books because it's racist as hell. Oh, but oh, too, yeah, they, yeah. like I think, you know, I mean, you know, setting this, the show in Harlem and, you know, kind of modern, modernizing it around, like, you know, kind of street culture can still make the character badass without making it racist. So, um, yeah, whatever. Whichever one they kill off, or whichever one's the second half of the season, like, you, you know, the, the, the second half of Luke Cage on Netflix really hurt when uh, Cottonmouth died. Like, it was just not as good, those last seven or eight episodes that he was in it, and once Diamondback came into it. So, yeah. No way. All right. Big Hutch? I'm still uh, in for That's right. Hey, man, this was straight up for me. 
Uh, it was reported in the Archie comic books here that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are going to make an appearance in Archie comics as a crossover. Uh, <laughs> Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are coming to Riverdale. Uh, Hotch. Uh, Archie's had some interesting crossovers in the past. Uh, the Punisher, the Ramones, Alien, Alien, Predator. So name it. Yeah. So so yeah, this is that Archie being Archie at this point, I guess. I mean, of course, you want a crazy clown chick smashing your shit up, or some <laughs> other chick is giving you, uh, kissing you, and making you a, a damn plant zombie. So sure, throw them in there with. Uh, Baby and Mr. Lodge and all the rest of them. Sammy, what is the what is uh, River or Archie Comics's goal here? Um, is it just to sell books? Because I wouldn't think that that would make people buy Archie because those two were in it. Mm, I don't know what. It, it, I don't know if it's a ploy that Archie, like you said, to reach more um, fans, uh, like maybe more DC fans. Well, like Archie's kind of like you know uh, in a um, area of the, all its own. You know, um, you're a fan, so you know you grew up with it, and so uh, I don't know. They're even younger than I would say. You know, most comic book fans are originally for, for Archie, but they've been trying a little bit of everything with Archie comics. Uh, so I don't know what their uh, their angle is anymore. So I mean, they're, they're trying to stay relevant. You know, it's not easy these days. There's a lot of uh, books competing for the dollar, so maybe this is one of their ways to try to do it. Female perspective, are they just taking Harley Quinn, who is a hot character for everything, and just trying to brand it on whatever they can to get some of that heat and money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Uh, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of Archie. Everybody knows that if you listen to this podcast. I'm not a fan of Harley Quinn, if you've listened to this podcast as well. Um, <laughs> it just seems weird. It just seems kind of out of the ordinary, and it just seems like, a, like, hey, you know what? We we can exist with these characters, too. Let's license this out for a couple of issues and get some suckers to buy. Uh, I won't be one of those suckers, but somebody will. Uh, you know, If it helps more people get into Archie Comics, then oh, that's fine, but uh, it doesn't do anything for me. They're a better fit than the Punisher and Predator and Alien. Predator, yeah. <laughs> Are they, though? Yeah, I don't know how they put Predator and Alien in there. Wow. Yeah. That's they, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, right. They I mean, it's, that, it is what it is. Again, it's like just like for attention. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Why else would you be doing stuff like that? You know? And again, <laughs> and, I'll tell, and I've been shouting this for almost two years now, that Mark Wade. Archie book that he's been doing for it's on issue 21 or 22 it's been one of the most consistently well written books in the last two years I mean if mm. if somebody really wanted to read a decent comic book that's a great book to pick up it wouldn't matter that it's Archie at it. it's like man this is one of the best books that I'm reading and it and it's, I mean yeah I like Archie but I wouldn't stay with a book like that and pay if it wasn't that good it wouldn't be an Archie book for paying that money every, for two years so alright uh, Sandman, not one or two. Blurred note. Uh, number five. Number five. Um, it was reported that allegedly Olivia Munn, who played Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse, was spotted on the set for uh, the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. 
once again, another character who is not in the Dark Phoenix saga making an appearance in the Dark Phoenix saga movie. Uh, so Psylocke in the Dark Phoenix saga movie, Sammy. Ugh, no, no, thank you. She, I, she was barely in the last one. Which, that movie was a mess anyway. But and now they're gonna bring her into the Dark Phoenix saga. Like, like is there actually gonna? I said this online to somebody else. Is there actually gonna be any Phoenix in the Dark Phoenix saga? I mean, <laughs> hear about it. everybody and their damn mother going to show up to this thing. I don't know if Fox is trying to like counter Marvel with the uh, Infinity War thing, so they throwing everybody they can get into this movie. But this, this thing sounds like it's gonna be a mess. So. Yeah, that does nothing for me. I mean, <laughs> how about actually having the characters that are in the story, you know, the, the core X-Men be in uh, the Dark Phoenix saga, you know, I, I guess. But this is Fox, and hashtag Fox going to Fox. So, yeah, good luck with that, but I doubt it. Hush, <laughs> uh, Psylocke, and the Dark Phoenix saga. I like Olivia Dark Phoenix. This, this movie smells of a bomb. And just keep adding more levels to the bomb so it explodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awful, too. Uh, Psylocke, you liked X-Men Apocalypse more than any of us female perspectives, so uh, can you justify her being in it? No, especially if she wasn't involved in that storyline in the comic books. I mean... Yeah, what would be her purpose for being there? Right. She looks good in the suit, Hutch. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, she got that one. That's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I just I just fill in the movie with people that have nothing to do with the storyline. It's like their version of um, like the Avengers, really. Um, like they're just trying to get all the characters to prove that this universe is expanded and bigger than what it is. Um, but it's going to take away and then they're going to ruin the Phoenix saga again. Like they're going to, you get a chance to ruin the same story twice. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, amazing. well on the track to doing it. They're good at doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the same yeah. story twice. All right. Terrible. Back to the top. Big Hodge. No, no. Oh, female perspective. Um, what, are, the, one, what are my One, choices? two. Not one, two, or five. Three, four, and six. Quattro. Um, hold on a second. Oh, it, uh, on an article in Variety this week, they had proposed that they were upset because like white people didn't go out and see the two raunchy summer comedies. One was, uh, what was it? Uh, one was with Scarlett Johansson. And it was a uh, uh, yeah. uh, where the, all these white ladies and Lisa Bonet's daughter went out and had like a raunchy comedy. And then there was another one with Real Farrell and Kristen Wiig that also bombed out the of house. mine too. The house, that yes. was the house. Yeah, yeah that one bombed. And then the one with uh, Scarlett Johansson bombed as well. And the question right. was like, why are these R-rated raunchy comedies not doing well? Any like doing well? So because they're not funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't think it's... If they're really entertaining and funny, they could be raunchy, whatever, and, you know, word of mouth will get around and people will go see them. So mm-hmm. apparently these two movies just simply weren't any good. Do you think it's any deeper than... Do you think it's deeper than that, Hutch? 
deeper than that. I mean, I, I would the, the the one movie that they all love, Bridesmaids. I, I watched mm. I, I yeah. didn't laugh at all. I agree. <laughs> Ditto. And um and that and that's their that's And they're kind of yeah, they're kind of looking for the next bridesmaid. You can tell. They're either looking yeah. for the next oh, yeah. bridesmaid or what's that the other one about the four friends that um the hangover. Yeah, the hangover. The hangover. Mm-hmm. They're right. they're looking for the Next movies to measure up to those two. Now, now a lot. I mean, a lot of people that I'm whatever with work with, I guess they all got together and drank and watched Bridesmaids. Or not Bridesmaids, but that Bad Moms with Mila Kunis and that that, that movie. And that movie, I, I I didn't watch it, but they weren't happy with it. I don't think it did that great either, right? I think that one was actually probably more. Well, it's going to be more successful than these two. But the bar was low. Yeah, I think they are making a sequel to that one. But yeah, I don't yeah, know I'm how they did find the hatch. But I mean, I, I mean, they didn't tell me. Hey, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. But I don't know. But yeah, these chick movies that you know try to be raunchy. Good luck for the sake of just being raunchy. Right. Good luck with that. I know there's a black version coming out. There it is. Girl trip or something <laughs> like that, and right. it's got thirsty in it herself. So yeah. And that, for her attention. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's in Bad Mom. She's in Bad Mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, wasn't she? Yeah. There, you, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my other, like, kind of side topic here is, you know, are these movies suffering because they appeal to such a white audience? That, you know, I mean, there's no real reason for anybody of color to go see those movies because if anybody's in it, they're either a token or they're getting made fun of, like, a, a you know, or stereotype, you know, no, and I so that put right. I disagree because if it's funny, um, shoot, they could all be purple, green, orange, yellow. I have to care less. I mean, if it's entertaining and funny, I'll still check it out. Mm. So I don't right. think it's because it's, you know, an all-white cast or whatever. I mean, I mean that's, for my experience, that is, um, you know, if it's funny, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So, is, the yeah. compete, is the competing dollar, though, Hotch, one of those reasons why, you know, you work with a, a interesting and young group of people at your job, you know, are you seeing, like, black folks being like, man, I ain't going to go see Rough Night, but I'm about to go see Girls Night Out. Or girls trip or whatever. Well, well, my group is like everybody else's group these days. They'd be starving for bus. People don't go see movies like they used to go see them. And I mean, I mean, I haven't heard any really big news like you just gotta go see Girls Night or go see any movie. I mean, Bad Mom. When they're talking about Bad Mom, I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting. But I've heard anything about this, the black version. Yeah. Huh. Comes out much later, like in the summer, or not much later. Summer's almost over in that regard. But um, I think it might come out in August. Um, you know, and I think it's got like Queen Latifah, Team Thirsty is in it. Um, I can't remember. It's going to be, you know. Uh, set it off too. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's going to be a set it off too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to how it will perform 
Um, How do you think based those on that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, one, it's, you know, and going off the top of your head, all right, so all female, all black female kind of comedy, a comedy movie off the top of your head, comedy. Now, you can't, you, you can't call it Waiting to Exhale because that's more of a dram- dramedy than a comedy. All black female comedy movie. Set it off is not a comedy, even though it's no, got some comedic elements to it. You wh- where okay, is the you know yeah it's like I'm saying where is the the comparable movie to this like does it get a boost because hey I ain't never seen nothing like this before and so a bunch of black ladies is gonna go and and flock to it because they haven't had this movie or is it gonna be like man we ain't never had this movie before I ain't trying to put my ends into it because you now nah, never seen it before because it's, now it's just too different I, I'm very curious is to see how well it will do um i'm very curious to see how well it'll do um yeah because i what's the comparison movie seriously i mean we got a bunch of movie years of experience here black all black female comedy uh like an ensemble (laughs) comedy a movie like not a tv show a movie i can't even name one i don't know what the hell that would be um i'm drawing a blank Completely. I, I I can't think of one. Seriously, I don't know. Right. I mean, so I do. I mean, what, it's got to have more than two chicks in it. I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's an ensemble. I mean, that's what it's gonna get. It's gonna get compared to those movies, and those movies typically are like, hey, you know, it's all white people and my and Maya Rudolph. You know, it's all white people, but Maya Rudolph. It's all white people and Zoe Kravitz. It's all white people and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's no. There's I'm no, there is no, I think, comparison movie. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like this for Black yeah. Black people. And, and so, and, and you know, typically exists. those movies, <laughs> and typically those movies do do well. And it's like, you know, finally we get a chance to go see us perform and shine or whatever, you know, and it might do well. It's it, it'll be curious because it doesn't, you know, Queen Latifah's a star, but I mean, who's trying to go pay a movie to go see a movie with Queen Latifah? And it? it's going to be based on the the genre of the movie. Like, oh, this is going to be it's funny. Did Whoopi Goldberg movie count? Uh, Who was she with? What is that? It wasn't an ensemble. It wasn't an ensemble, though. No, and it wasn't with no, no other black folks. It was Whoopi. No. Some of them, no. Some of them, no. Some of them got a little bit of play in them. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, I don't think that counts. Um, so, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm curious. I think it might do all right just because it's just new and like different. Like, wow. Unless the, you know, unless the, and when the embargo lifts on the reviews and, you know, people start killing it and then people aren't going to go see it. And then we'll get all those think pieces like, well, you know, we tried to give them a movie and nobody went to see it. So, um, yeah. it is what it is. All right. Okay. Uh, Hutch, not one, two, three, four, or five. Hey, uh, speaking of black females, uh, Gabby Sid- Sibdi, uh, Precious, um, uh, was somebody was, yeah, yeah, yeah Sibdi, yeah. thank you. Yeah, somebody yeah. was talking to her this week about um, superhero movies, and she uh, she made her quote was, well, essentially Batman is just white privilege, uh, a white privileged hero. <laughs> and that was when you read the article and the quote, and you start to think about Batman and Bruce Wayne, and it's like, hmm. Is Batman the white privilege hero, Hutch? Yeah. I don't think it takes too it ain't got to go too far. 
I mean, as a you know, a white dude, a rich white dude. I mean, he had to be rich to have all the, the car and the and the helicopter and all this stuff. He, he, I mean, he ain't gonna find that shit in Harlem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's also a white dude who people see and know is out essentially committing crimes against other people, especially like you know, kind of lower street cult, uh, criminals, and oftentimes people of color or whatever. And no, and people cheer it. You know, would a equally black hero be cheered for doing those things, Sandman? Oh hell no! <laughs> uh, a black a black hero. I mean, if Bruce, Bruce Wayne was black, well, first of all, he wouldn't be very popular because white people wouldn't read it. They're black. Uh, I mean, it's just... uh, the female inspectors put a thing in the chain and not too long ago about a black cop was trying to help out and he got shot by another cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, he so was undercover. He was complex right there. Yeah. It, it seems that, um, you know, I people, white people, like Batman a lot because he gets to do and say the things that they wish that they could do and say all the time. You know, he gets to oh, yeah. Like op- yeah, to operate outside of the law. He gets to beat up on colored folks, and he also mm. gets to be rich. I mean, those are, you know, and and without consequence. You know, I mean, there's literally no consequence to the things that he does. Mm, that's pretty much white privilege right off the top. So yeah, well, <laughs> save it for the CFUs. Uh, so I just, you know, it was just kind of funny that she threw it out there. So uh, it's safe to assume that Gabby Sibdi will not be in the new Batman movie. Um, yeah, but that tied to that too. The the person that is directing the new Batman movie, and I don't even have his name because I just don't care. I'm I'm so over Batman. Um, he he had said that he's turning he, to the Nolan. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I, I think we've, not to say that we've done everything because that's not it. You could tell a good movie, uh, uh, tell a good story there. I just, I just don't care for the character of Batman. I don't know that I ever really have. Who, who, so. who do you like in DC anymore? Name a character you like in DC. I like Flash. I think he, I, of all the movies you that are coming never, out. You ain't never, you ain't never collected a Flash book in your life. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not altogether true. Um, I like the Flash. Um, I used to like, I used to like uh, Green Arrow, um, the comic. Uh, I don't really like it anymore. Um, you ain't never played the Green Arrow book in your life either. I had him. <laughs> Nigga, come through my long boxes and show me what is in my boxes or not. Come on, man. Let's put you out on front street, man. Man, for real. Like you know what's in my long boxes. So, um, Your long box. Yeah, I got a long box swinging for you over here, too. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hell no. You ain't so, never made no cash play. You ain't never had no books. You ain't never had no flash. Now you telling me I ain't had no books. You might have anyway. had a Teen Titans book somewhere, but you borrowed No. I, I, I freaking dislike the Teen Titans a lot, a whole lot. And I have a whole bunch of, I mean, shoot, he's sleeping here now. I got a whole bunch of freaking Superman books in my long box, a whole bunch of Justice League books in my long box. So it's not like I don't I dislike 
DC as much as I used to dislike DC, especially when he was a lot younger that I read a lot more DC because their characters are so much, so much more two-dimensional and kind of easier to follow for their books. So, I mean, I have a whole bunch of DC stuff, too. I was reading, <laughs> uh, what was that book with him and uh, freaking Speedy and uh, Red oh, Arrow God. or whatever? Yeah, I was reading that. Yeah. Night. Whatever. I ain't got to justify my DC stuff to you, nigga. So, anyway. <laughs> you got that one. You got that one black friend. Way to go. <laughs> anyway, um, that being said, the director uh, of the new Batman movie, his saying he's looking for Nolan for inspiration for his his set of Batman movies. So, do we need more Nolan uh, Batman movies, female perspective? No. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> what would be the reason? What would be your reasoning why? Um. Well, I, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm kind of tired of the Batman character to begin with. So, uh, yeah, and we definitely don't need to go back to Nolan. That was a trilogy that was completed. Um rather horribly with that third movie, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he out of, out of the three movies he did, he did one exceptionally well, and then the other two were eh. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the Batman character is concerned, um, I mean, we're going to get basically what we've gotten, I think, in, in the Batman versus Superman movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that being said, uh, 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 Sandman, going back to Nolan will start to make the movies a little bit darker again. Does DC need mm-hmm. to make more dark heroes? Oh, hell no. Hell no. They, that's been their damn problem in the first place. I mean, Zack Snyder and his murder everybody, murderverse or whatever the hell you want to call it, um, Sad Superman, you know, Batman killing everybody. Nah, they they need to get uh, light <laughs> as quickly as they can because some people like that kind of stuff, but not the general masses. They don't really gravitate to that so much. I mean, the, the original Dark Knight is one of the darkest movies you can make it. I mean, I remember seeing that uh, originally, and as much as I liked the movie, I was also, like, mentally fatigued. I think that movie too, because the Joker was just wearing people out and mm-hmm. you just, yeah. And you just can't do that all the time. You go dark all the time. You know, this shit gets mm-hmm. old. Really and, fast. and they've gone dark enough. I mean, how Too much dark. dark darker can they make this character? Mm. And you know, yeah, and you notice that, <laughs> that, that justice league, the tone of the justice league, you yeah. notice how, they cracking jokes now and stuff, and how yes. how much different it looks now. Well, it's funny to say that it leads us straight into the last blur note. Um, there was talk that Justice League is going to have, you know, they're going to make a, a a presentation with the trailer for that and uh, Aquaman at San Diego Comic Con. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. Hutch will be first row, and. Um, oh. My thought was, yeah. My well, my here. I got two thoughts. One, when I saw it originally, I was like, "How much more of Justice League could they show in a trailer?" Because they've been showing trailers for Nam a year already. But two, yeah. But two, and we'll throw this out on the table. Um, does the success of 
Wonder Woman, like just from the start of this year, does the success of Logan, uh, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now Spider-Man put an inordinate amount of pressure on Justice League to be good when it comes out in November? Because Logan and uh, Logan especially and Wonder Woman especially are are going to be held as these really really good movies. Spider Man may or may not be held in that regard, but Logan and Wonder Woman have been. Does that put undue pressure? Like, hey, of the because you know the law of averages will find its way to correct itself. Like, hey, um, one of these movies is going to have to suck, and y'all, are the, you and Thor are right up on the radar for suckitude in November. So does it put an extra pressure on Justice League to be good, or is it going to get judged harshly or because it's not Wonder Woman's female perspective? Yes, it does put uh, a certain amount of pressure on them to deliver, a, a you know, an entertaining movie. Yes, it does, especially since, the other movies they put out pretty much suck. So, yes, um, there is the pressure that they're going to have to, you know, actually deliver something that is entertaining. Um, so, yeah, it does. Uh, I, don't, I mean, it's all, all the other movies suck. This uh, Justice League movie still has to be good. I mean, even right there... They got pressure on because the other movies suck, and that this is their, I mean, this is their, this has got to, this has to hit, this has to be a hit. This right. Be a home run. Yeah, this is home gonna run. have to deliver. Right. This is gonna have to deliver. Right. And if it doesn't, then they may as well just wrap it up. Right. No opera bro and all that. Oof. It, it, I mean, they're they're heading down substitute. Yes. Aquaro won't have the pressure on it that Justice League does because Justice League is supposed to be the tentpole. Right, and then Justice League is compared to Wonder Woman because, you know, Wonder Woman is also in Justice League and if her solo movie, you know, was is much better than the Justice League movie, then what does that say about Justice League? Mm. Uh There's and Sam. I mean, all of them have all of them have better solo movies than they do as a group. That's not good. <clears throat> well, Sam, I mentioned it at the top that, um, you know, that that uh, the Justice League movie, you know, they're starting to make it a little lighter, see some color, cracking jokes and whatnot. You know, uh, there's been people that were like, you know, you need to go back in the reshoots and make Wonder Woman like the focus of the group as opposed to Batman, which you know it is going to be Batman because the freaking DC people, fanboys love Batman so much. Um, I, 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 I was just, I was just thinking that I, you know, and Sam, and you can go too. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I think this puts DC under a lot of pressure for Justice League at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there was already pressure on it. Anyway, because they're still making up for that Batman versus Superman fiasco. So yeah, that that every movie that didn't do well, Suicide Squad, and uh, you can argue if Superman was good or not, The Man of Steel. And so every one of those that didn't do well, more pressure was uh, uh, ratcheted up on Justice League because you know that's supposed to be their version of the Avengers, obviously, and. It has to do well. I mean, and plus, remember, DC kind of jumped the gun anyway. They just kind of wanted to go straight to Justice League. They didn't want to 
put in too much groundwork with it and I made it made it even more um uh, important that this has got to yeah, uh, like Big Coach said, they gotta hit a home run with this thing. And right. last time I checked, <laughs> Zack Snyder was still directing well at least he was before that yeah. tragedy. And but it's still his movie from what I understand. Even with Josh mm-hmm. Whedon uh finishing, finishing it, it, up. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's still going to be a Josh, I mean, a, a Zack Snyder movie. So good luck to yeah. him. So there's two more movies, two more superhero movies before the end of the year, which would be, I think there's only two left, which would be Thor and Justice League, both in November, uh-huh. one at the beginning and then one at, like, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Uh, again, the law of averages have to weigh itself out here because between the four of these movies that have already come out, I mean, these are some of the most successful financially movies ever. Not ever, but, you know, they're very uh, successful financially. Somebody's got to suck. Like, it's just like, you know, (laughs) the average of catch up to it eventually here. So somebody's going to have to be bad. Yeah, the law of averages. I would say Thor 3 is probably guaranteed to suck. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I don't know about that. know why they're going back to the well with that, but yeah. So yeah. Um, now I don't know what's going to happen with Justice League, but yeah. Okay. I, yeah, both I of them. I haven't heard too many people who were too hyped about Thor three. So yeah. Mm. Well, until uh, the trailers uh, came out. Well, yeah, and then and that came up today, too, because I didn't get a Thor trailer for this, and I didn't get a Thor trailer for Wonder Woman either, which I thought would have made sense in both of them. Um, you know, I mean, the people were hyped because they saw Hulk, and, you know, people love the damn Hulk, too. And um, so I, it'll be curious. I am I mean, I don't know. I, there's no pressure on Thor 3 to be good. There's pressure on Justice League to be good exactly. and to, to, to yeah. build. Yeah, there's no pressure on Thor 3. It's just another sure. Marvel movie. Right, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that wraps up Blurred Notes. That does wrap up Blurred Notes. Now, we're sitting at, hold on, let me check the clock, in about an hour and 20 minutes. If we get into these FGSUs, we're going to be at around like 145 probably. Um, so we always get into this, do we just slow it down and not do it? I don't know if people ha- – I know Hutch always got one in the chamber. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Hutch? <laughs> I know he's going to say go for it, but like I said, right. we're sitting at about 120 right now. Uh-huh. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, three, actually. But yeah, <laughs> oh, damn. All right, hold on. Leah, it's best to get it out of your system. You better get yeah, y'all backed up. You don't want to get backed up. <laughs> Noted. All right, hold on. Let me hit my music. <clears throat> All right, so where's the FTSU uh, sounder bring us in? Uh, Hutch, you got three... STFUs. I also have three. Uh, Brother B is not here. We'll give one to Heinz Ward since he's not here. But yes. All right. Uh, go ahead, Hutch. All right. My first one is the Rob Kardashian Black China feud. Yeah, okay. I, go ahead. Yeah, I got that one on my list, so we can take that out. Good. For time purposes. Go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. He's 30. She's 29. 
they got a baby together. First off, there's too much of it. Uh, anybody named Kardashian, is too much of you on TV and everything already. But you blasting your girlfriend, wife, whatever. Uh, uh, I heard the word is thought. Uh, that yeah. Is, that's all over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just awful, awful, awful. Unfortunately, though, I still lose. I still, I mean, that's that's my fault. But yeah, she's thirty years old, man, and she's twenty nine. They got babies together. Don't don't be putting your mother of the child on blast like that. Even though she is dating some ashy need nigga, and basically <laughs> he, he cussing her yep. and he making her making hey. Rob Kardashian pay for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it is a, a tale of as old as time. Um, look. Uh, I ain't going to knock her hustle. She's a hustler. She's been hustling all her life. He knew she was a hustler. And, you nigga, you got hustled, period. So just take the L, man. Yeah, he got hustled. Just take the L. You know what I mean? Like, take the L, pay whatever money that you got to do, get your daughter out of that situation, but just take that L, man. Don't, you mean, putting her on Instagram and putting all her business out there. And then he, I, I think T, I put it on the Facebook page. Like T, I tried to jump in. I was like, "Yo, man, um, just chill, bro. Take the L." And he was like, "Shoot, you slept with, you had a threesome with her and Tiny." Like he just put everybody's business out in the street. Oh I'm like, wow! Man, did, he, did he say that for real? <laughs> yeah. Damn. This, this yeah. Damn. Yeah. Right. On Instagram, and I was like, "Shoot, mm. Rob Kardashian." I was like, "Rob Kardashian trying to die. Don't mess with him." <laughs> Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's what that was about. Yeah. He's, he's trying to die today. So, um, wow. um yeah, okay. it's just a mess. Them chicks can't be the judge of nobody because their shit was bad and not worse than his. Yeah, well, I mean, again, uh, you if you get with a hustler, they're going to hustle you. Like, I don't understand, like, mm-hmm. how he didn't understand this. Like, this is how this game works. Like, yeah. this is how it works. <laughs> So, I mean, is how are you surprised by I guess. I just, I just, I didn't. Yeah, but I mean, but a, a simp is a simp too. And he, he's, he's, uh, you know, exhibiting quite the simpy behavior. So he a simp, she, you know, a hustler. He's gonna get played in this situation. That's on him. So I, I mean, yeah, I mean, he I mean, got played. Found up at least two or three million dollars he spent on her. I think out of the number of dollars put together. And it's gonna cost him more than that. And it's gonna cost him more than that to detach himself from her. So mm-hmm. I mean, he is sent. He, he got. Shit, okay. it's, 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 don't care everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got played, so yeah. All right, so yeah, Rob Kardashian, Black China, yeah, they can definitely get SDSU. All right, who else you got, Hutch? All right, this is personal, but uh, how about the dude who wants to talk in the bathroom when he's taking a shit? (laughs) (laughs) What? T M I. Man. <laughs> oh, 
amazing. Uh, again, he and I are uh, brothers of the same mother. Uh, in my in my public um, uh, dumpitudes, um, I will generally try to pick the handicapped stall. Uh, even though I know I ain't handicapped, I would generally try to pick the handicapped stall. <laughs> one for space and privacy. You know, sometimes they got yeah. their own sink in there, so it's just like whatever. And I, you know, I can sit there and take my time, whatever, and it's you know not as cramped as otherwise. If I don't have that as an option, uh, I will generally take the non, the empty. Like if somebody's in the left stall, I will skip the middle stall and go to the right stall as to not have this conversation between or our sneakers touching each other while we're taking a shit. <laughs> so um, conversation in there, it should be at a minimum. The same way at urinals, the same way at elevators. I don't need or want to talk to you in any of these situations. Don't Just look straight ahead. Don't look at my dick. Don't talk to me while I'm shit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then when you, and then when you hear the... I mean, it's true. Yeah. The man rules, period. I don't know. Like, who doesn't understand that? I feel you, Hutch, on that. I, I feel you. Yeah, I do too. I'm actually with you, yeah. Hutch. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, we don't need. That, that's, that's a cardinal sin, boy. Yeah, yeah we don't need to talk. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Uh, female Spectres, you got anybody before I go back to Hush? Are you loving uh, everybody? That would be a negative. Excellent. Sandman is a no. Uh, just my normal one, Trump, fucking up as usual. Yeah. 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 Pick, pick something. Uh, it's too many things. Um, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, well, to you keep it Hutch. I know he got it. Yeah, to keep it back. Hutch, yeah. you got another one. Yeah. My, my last one is... Um, like I said, I, I just got my hotel and reserved my hotel in California for this Comic Con. And, you know, I'm, I'm whatever, I'm trying to save some damn money. Anyway, I went on my uh, internet onto my my company that's on, that I'm doing finances with, and I saw this charge of my, on this one card. You know, that one card that you don't want to use because interest is too fucking high and all that shit? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that card, the damn hotel charged me five hundred bucks for the remaining balance of my of my hotel for the for Comic Con. And I was what? like, what the fuck? <laughs> for what reason? And I'm like, so yes, I called them up yesterday and I cussed them the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit off of that badass credit card, and because that shit is that interest rate is too fucking high. And yeah, and I wasn't expecting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was it charged for? What was it for again? It was my the hotel room. I got I got two more days to pay for the hotel room, and it's like yeah. two hundred something dollars a night at that fucking hotel. So yeah, yeah I, I was, so yeah, they slammed me for damn it five hundred bucks on my credit card. Wow. Damn. Wow. Yeah, that ain't never good. Unexpected charges. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Um. Oh, who do I have here? Oh, I got two. Um, the first one is to Chili from TLC. First off, um, there should be no more TLC because the L ain't there. Yeah. So whoever you are, Tian or whatever your name is and Chili, y'all just need to go and be TC 
because there is no L. <laughs> and again, and, 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 and let me just tell you. Yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. And well, and two, two, two of that part, y'all was the of the two of the three of y'all. The lesser of the the, the talents is the two that's left. And I ain't even really a big TLC fan, but TLC was made because of the L. The T and the C was really kind of you, you know. You could mm. put two other people in there; it really wouldn't have mattered. So, um, I just saw something uh, on I there. I might have to disagree with I you. Think, there. I think people are just from the singing. Yeah, I think the other two did the singing, and um, and oh, Black Guy yeah. was the rapper. I think but she's the singing voice from uh, from uh, my face for the most part until she went to us. Well, but, well, he's the <laughs> the soul of the group was the L. Yeah, okay. the, the soul of the group was the L. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the soul of the group was the L. But beyond that point, so they still, I mean, they had a reality show where they was trying to find a new L, and I don't know what happened with that. And then I think they you know were trying to go out. Right? <laughs> I think they was trying to go oh, out Jesus. on tour with the hologram with the L. And I was just like, oh, man, no. just oh, they give it up. Oh, they were going out on tour with the hologram? They were trying to get the hologram, like the Tupac They're hologram. They trying to get it to work. Like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. That's yeah, a whack, no. too. And that's, so, that's embarrassing. That's yeah, that's pretty yeah. bad. I didn't, know, I didn't know they were trying to do that. No, no yeah. that ain't cool. Yeah, that, that, that hologram so, thing, that was like a one-time thing with Tupac. You know, yeah, right. you're trying to go on tour with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Nah, and so cool. as a part of uh, their clearly thirsty behavior, um, because they're trying to, I think they've got an album or a tour or something come out. So Chili was on some interview talking about, oh, you know, I love Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is so real. And I was just like, oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. I'm like, Taylor Swift a lot of things, but real ain't one of them. Real she is a literal, <laughs> she is a total fabrication in every way and shape of the form of the word. Several times. By other uh, well-known people, so yeah, correct. Something. And also, I swear to goodness, and if they if their thirsty behavior lines up with I see them on some the Grammy Awards or People's Choice or shit the West Dayton Awards, if I see them on there and with, <laughs> speaking, with Taylor Swift doing left eyes parts, then somebody's gonna die oh, that day. Oh, I ain't lying. Oh yeah, man, I ain't lying. You know, and because she would do it. She would yeah. well, she would do it because she thinks it'll help her street credibility and they would do it because that's better than sucking dick for money. So Yeah. It would be bad. Yeah, it would be bad. That's not so good. Yeah, so Chili, you gotta shut the fuck up on that. Don't 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 bring up. Taylor Swift is Beetlejuice in this house, man. Don't say it. Don't, <laughs> don't say it three times. Uh, nope. Don't say it once. No, no, no. All right, so Chili gets one, and then my last one is there was some doctor in Virginia that wrote some book for he wrote no he's writing prescriptions for black people to survive uh, police encounters. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, it was, he's black, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's writing prescriptions to how you can survive a police encounter. And none of it is, hey, you know, 
uh, it's all respectability, like politics or whatever. I'm trying to pull up the article here, and he shut the fuck up. You know, like this idea that black people have to be more respectful, more whatever, and more, you know, whatever he was saying, docile. Yeah, don't look them Uh in the eye. Don't be disrespectful to them. Like what? So I'm just supposed to let them shit all over me, and they can do all this disrespectful stuff. I mean, yeah, of uh-huh. course, get, get me wrong. I don't want to die. And I think most black people don't have these interactions with the police either because they understand and know the situation is messed up. But nobody should be dying over some traffic stops. And you're pulling me over because I got a busted taillight. At no point in time, I should be dead over a damn busted taillight. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, for some black dude to come out there. There's a dude on Twitter or whatever and Facebook that goes out there and posts stuff. He got pulled over and I live. Because I was respectful, and I was, yes, sir, and I shuffled my feet. Yeah, because that's exactly okay. what you just did. You mm. So, yeah, here it is. He said, uh, let's see, he, he self-published a book, Home Alive, Rules for Surviving Encounters with the Police. I'm like, uh, be humble, Hutch, wow. be humble. Yeah. Don't make any sudden moves. Um, you be- respect, treat them with respect and deference, Hutch. Um, don't challenge them. Don't look them in the eye. Uh, because the overall goal is to you to make it home alive. Uh, are y'all giving this book to white folks or nah? Hodge? Uh, dude, that's some bullshit. <laughs> and, and, for, and, you know, and their, and our, uh, alabaster allies. Uh, yeah, them, <laughs> I mean, they be giving the, the cops all kind of hell. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that a minority wrote it is just doubly worse. I'm like, you freaking <laughs> shuffling ass Negro. Knock yeah. it off. Okay? Just knock it off. And that's okay because I, and I tell people all the time, you know, about, you know, people going to have their nigger moment. I mean, he's an old man. He's a doctor. So he's going to have his nigger moment at some point in time where, yeah, I'm a doctor and whatever. They don't care because they're still going to put you uh-huh. face down, ass up in that street. Still black. And it ain't going to matter because you're still black. You know, it's yep. all right. You're going to have your That's moment. Right. So you're going you to learn. Yeah, you're going to learn today. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, I, it was infuriating when I read that. So I don't even know what his name is, but he shut the fuck up. All right. All right, that's it then. All right, so we got through it pretty quickly. Hold on, let me look at the clock. Yeah, so we're coming up around 135 here uh, for Brothers Comics of the Wrap-Up Podcast number 66. Um, I want to apologize straight up to Bison for Life. We put this together at the last minute. We tried to get you on to talk about BlurCon. We will get you on uh, to give you a review about that con in D.C. Uh, other Brothers Comics business. Uh, Hutch is going to San Diego Comic Con here in a couple of weeks. He's excited except for that credit card charge, I'm sure. Uh, so he's got that going on. Um, now, I did submit. I submitted three press applications this past week. I submitted one to Baltimore Comic Con, which is in September. I submitted one to New York City Comic Con, which is in, call me October. 
And then I submitted to Dragon Con when she's here at the end of August, early September. So heard back from Baltimore City Comic Con. They are they they gave us two press passes for that. I'm not going. Uh, Brother Beavis is going to cover Baltimore City Comic Con for us. So thank you, Brother Beavis. He'll be there. And then we're just waiting out the other two. Um, I got a better feeling about Dragon Con this year than I did from last year, Hutch. Last year I filled that application. It was like filling out a credit application when you know your credit is fair. You hit the button, and there's a red screen to come on and shit. Like, ah, <laughs> the sirens go off. And shit. Yeah. yeah, when you, as soon as you hit submit, um, so it didn't like it came back really a quick no uh, when I did it last time. So we'll see what happens with uh, with New York City Comic Con and uh, uh, and, uh, and Dragon Con. Um, we also have uh, what is it Fort Lauderdale Comic Con here at the end of the month. So we headed down to that, and I definitely I was telling Brother Beavis on a Thursday night comic book chat, like, yeah, you know what, I wasn't gonna go to that, and I'm supposed to panel, but now nah, I don't feel like paneling. I really do gotta go because Ric Flair is gonna be there, and that's a that's a that's a Stan Lee situation, right, Hush? Like, the more I push it off, he, he could die on me, right? <laughs> yeah, he ain't no spring chicken either. Yeah. Rick is, you know, yeah, he's just a you know a tight and far away from not being with us, so. Yeah, and he's not going to be $100. You said a bike and a bar away? Yeah. That's all right. Or another ex-wife or something. Yeah, he's a heart attack away. So, um, yeah, and he's not going to be $120. So I definitely want to do get to there for that that Comic-Con. So that's at the end of July. Uh, Sandman and I will have uh, Tampa Bay Megacon in October. Um, But, yeah. But the big one on the horizon is San Diego Comic-Con for Big Hutch. So, yes, we're still be waiting your reports, man. We're going to give you my Twitter account, man, so you can just post over there. That'll be interesting. Twitter shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. Two and a half Murtaugh. Yeah. and a half Murtaugh. Yeah, noted. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, and I think that will wrap it up. We need exit music, though. Spider-Man theme song? Well, yeah, I was about to say Spider-Man. Spider-Man theme song. Considering that battle we had, we should probably play some Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fine. We can do the original, the cartoon version. Yeah. We'll cue that up to wrap up Podcast 66. Remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud and Stitcher, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, and all of that. Um, I think that's about it then. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Oh, no, that's not true. Uh, remember, uh, you can find the podcast there, but uh, also look on the um, the Brothers Comics Podcasting Network. Uh, there's the Unmasked Podcast, the Mr. Robot Recap uh, with uh, at C. Talene. Um, at Southern Cynic and uh, at Hello Friend, uh, they're they're doing that podcast for Mr. Robot. If you like Mr. Robot, Brother Beavis and I did our season one recap for Game of Thrones, um, which was uh, we missed y'all. Um, and but the, also too funny, and I think I text that out, Hutch, that the the Gauntlet and Girdle story was told and shared with you know the whoever people listen to that podcast. Uh, so yeah, go back and listen to that. So we'll try to have uh, episode or season two recap up here uh, shortly as well. Um, what other podcast am I missing? This podcast. Oh, and the Thursday night comic book chat. 
Uh, we missed Sandman this week. I know you listened to it, Sandman. We had to clown you because you didn't make it. And um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So you know, if you, I posted on the website uh, last night. I was like, we, you, there's going to be a podcast that you can listen to for Brothers Comics somewhere, somehow, some way. There has to be one that interests you. So there you go. All right. That's it. All right. So as Spider-Man starts to take us out, I'm going to wrap up Podcast 66. I'm the producer of this podcast. Um, Sandman, say goodnight. Sayonara, y'all. We will see y'all soon. All right. Uh, Female Perspective, sign out. Adios from the Female Perspective. All right. And Hutch, don't don't get fired at me. Spider-Man, grow up. <laughs> I really know it. All right. We'll see you people on the other side. Peace. 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 Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.